the railway industry has like a 99% some manual processes and it's outside, but it's always long range. So we're working with them a lot to bring some automated process for them, you know, in an industry that wasn't automated for the last 100 years. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Robot Industry Podcast. My name is Jim Beretta, and our guest for this edition of the podcast is Frederick Vachon. He is the founder and visionary behind Arbot9, a company at the forefront of changing the rules for the long-range robotics landscape. Arbot9 is a manufacturer of suspended cable robots, operating with a unique and patented formula able to operate efficiently in oversized environments. In just two years, under Frederick's leadership, Arbot9 transformed into a six-figure company attracting top talent and forward-thinking engineers. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Frederick. Thanks for the invitation, uh, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here. And Arbot9 is spelled R-B-O-T and then the number nine, correct? Exactly, yeah. Frederick, how did you get started? Well, you know, I'm passionate in robotics from once I was at high school. And I remember I was looking, searching for a university program uh, so that I could, you know, learn robotics. And at that time in the 90s, didn't exist. So finally, I, I ended up in electrical engineering where, you know, for robotics, it is in the middle. It is between software and mechanics. So this is how I you know I choose to, to go in engineering and electrical. But, you know, my first goal was to be a robotician. For cable robotics itself, uh, that really started when I paid a visit that my brother is a, my brother has a company, it's a metal fabrication company. He had problems hiring uh, some uh, quality employees and uh, his shop workshop was a mess, you know, with all that uh, metal parts everywhere, with heavy duty tools everywhere. We were looking to help to the throughput of his business with the new Lincoln robotic arms, which, which is a robotic arm with a Lincoln uh, welder on it, but it had a so short range of operation, was not really built for the type of uh, product he was uh, building. So we tried to put a little bit more of range into that uh, robotic little robotic arm, and the only place that was left in this shop was uh, the ceiling. So. Give us, give me ideas on, you know, using that space and having that robot coming from the ceiling and, and to do the operations that he was uh, looking for and giving it a little bit more range. But, uh, you know, at that time, only gantries were existing. So, you know, just the cost of it and the restructuring of the whole workshop was just not doable. So this is when I really imagine just to suspend it with cables. And this is where, you know, I tried to figure out a way of stabilizing a robotic arm upside down, coming from the ceiling, suspended from the ceiling with cables. And so, yeah, that, that's mainly it. That's very exciting. And ROCAP is the brand name for your robot? Exactly. So ROCAP stands for Robotic Cable Platform. And Quebec's kind of a hotspot for robots and automation. And how is it? How important is it that you're located in Montreal? That is the Saint Hubert. Um, Montreal today is becoming a robotic hotspot. Maybe a little bit less, like five years ago, but still, you know, uh, what we see here in Montreal is 
you know, the attitude and mentality of people that are really into trying stuff, into innovation. They're actively seeking out to be involved in innovation. So it's uh, it's a really nice ecosystem. I think it's more people that brings that that facility in a way. Here, innovation is also quite well supported by by key players. There's a lot of institutions, some some labs, and when I you know exposed my uh, you know it was in 2019 when I really started exposing the concept of the ROCAP. I was at my third version in my basement, but now it was the time to, for me to expose myself. Uh, I had a really, really good reception. Uh, you know, it took me like 10 minutes to convince to be incubated. So, so I, yes, I think that uh, we are at the right place for innovation. And are you still in the basement? No, no, no. <laughs> now the basement is really used as a basement. <laughs> but it, it wasn't like that before. I bet your kids are happy about that. No, not really. They really appreciated to, you know, be next to the robots and all the equipment I had around and, you know, being looking at something that uh, was uh, quite different. <laughs> and who are kind of your bullseye customers and your applications? Well, first of all, the the bullseye customers, you know, in 10 years would be... Uh, Everybody, you know, uh, that we require that would require automation uh, for for long range processes. That this is, you know, we want to promote towards the most kind of sectors that we can be. But uh, you know, if it's it's there's the cable robot, but there's the full application integration, and that's time too. So we need to focus uh, on three sectors that we have in our hands right now. Uh, so I, I would like separate them this way. Uh, first of all, there is the large object handling. So just bringing some doors, some propane tanks, some windows, some wood structure from one place to the other uh, inside a, a manufacturer. Uh, there's a lot of application for that out there. It's all done by humans today. Maybe humans with lift, but still. You know, automating that is not a possibility today. The second one would be a large-scale inspection. So the business case of the ROCAP itself from the start was related to a skin mapping of an airplane, a full skin mapping. So coming from the ceiling with uh, cameras, uh, high-definition cameras or, or specific inspection tools, you know, being able to just automate the full capture of the skin of a, an airplane, that was our first goal. But still, you know, we, we can go a little bit further into that uh, later on. The third one, they came and see us and say, we would like uh, RBAT9 to be involved in our automation uh, innovations. Uh, it is the railway industry. And so the railway industry has like a 99% some manual processes and it's outside, but it's always long range. So Putting some gantries everywhere, it, it would not be uh, profitable. So uh, I think they really like our technology and we're working with them a lot to bring some automated process for them, you know, in an industry that wasn't automated for the last uh, 100 years. So, yeah, that's mainly it. But these three sectors that we have identified, they have common uh, pain points. They, they all 
struggle for their diminishing workforce is really hard to hire because it's really simple jobs and uh, people are becoming more and more specialized and there's less and less worker also. Um, there's hazardous working condition uh, in these areas. Uh, you know, it can be heavy, it can be, uh, you, you can um, have problems with uh, your health, you're doing repeatedly your, uh, your, your functions. So, no, it's really important uh, for companies today to have some safe work environments. Uh, and also, uh, there are some difficulties of adopting some of the existing automated solutions to, to support their needs in automation. So they're not able to get to a positive ROI. You mentioned about an end effector being a camera. What other end-of-arm tools are you putting on the end of uh, your robot? RollCap always has been taught to support a little robotic arm. We're not talking about really small ones. We're just talking about the ones that have around one meter of reach, for mm -hmm. example, or maybe a little bit more. So it has been designed to support a robotic arm and uh, also its controller. So you don't want the controller to be 30 meters away. You want it on the, on the spot. So uh, first of all, we would think of a robotic arm to be upside down uh, under the row cap. But now the robotic arm is not an end effector. It's as generic as the row cap itself. Okay. So... Uh, you know, we thought, uh, and well, we're developing right now some solutions with some NDT companies uh, for having at the end of that robotic arm, uh, NDT inspection system. So we're talking about many types of them. There's some uh, um, uh, some uh, infrared inspections. There's some uh, ultrasound inspections, eddy current uh, probes uh, and uh, eventually, and you know, it's in discussions right now, even going towards X-rays. So that's the kind of application we could do. That's a kind of end effector that could go at the end of uh, the robotic arm that is under the rogap. You've got you've got all the tech, right? Infrared and ultraviolet and eddy. That's very very cool. Yeah, but we're not specialists in NDT but we're partners with companies that are specialists in NDT integration. And so they have all that these toys and they're bringing in them in so that we can join them with our robot, with a, a robotic arm and make a full automated application. Today, the only way we can do these kinds of tests of NDT, uh, it is with handheld systems, and it's a human that needs to go towards a plane with a scissor lift or something like that. Yeah, so that's one of it. So we talked about the inspection or skin mapping, but also, you know, for large object displacement, uh, you know, it's really simple. You just need an array of uh, suction cups, and uh, you put it under the row cap, and now you can bring a door over 30 meters to the pallet, or you can palletize and do uh, some uh, some order um, uh, preparation at the same time. So now these these are for real the two ones that we're uh, developing right now, and that we see much uh, much potential. Uh, a lot of people are really interested into that. Um, 
and well, there's the end effectors that are completely custom for the railway industry, but that I could not just you know could not talk more about that. Yes, of course, because you probably sign non-disclosure agreements all the time, but. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and how are you finding sales? You probably have a lot of people in word of mouth because this is a very unique position that you're in. Yes. You know, nobody knows that a cable robot would be suiting their needs uh, over automation. And even more, there's not a lot of people out there that really knows that a cable robot exists. Okay. Well, everybody knows that they Skycam exists for the, in the football fields where you have the suspended cameras in the middle, you know, but uh, not the one from Ro the, from um, RBOT9, the ROCAP, which is capable of doing some industrial applications. So we need to introduce our disruptive technology. We, we need to show that we're changing the rules. So we need to explain. But once it is explained, now you see all the imaginations of our, our potential customers bring in, in some, some new applications and they say, okay, we'd, we could do that and that and that. And that's really promising. You know, once people understand what we're doing now, you know, it's uh, potential projects for the next two years. <laughs> and, uh, and what is the payload that you can take on or do you have kind of a sweet spot? Um, you know, we're, we're, Cable robot specialist, we have the ROCAP itself. The ROCAP itself is a product. It is capable of supporting more than 100 kilos and bringing it, it over more than uh, 130, uh, 150 feet, uh, you know, per 150 feet, per 50 feet of high. So considering that, you know, it's a really long range that we're capable of and supporting 100 kilos with a five millimeter repeatability over all of that range. So that's uh, th th that's our technology. That's why we say that we're disruptive <laughs> in a way. That's great. And could you tell us a little bit about some of your partners? Because you must use systems integrators to install, do you? Or do you just have a bunch of partners? For now, there, there are some system integrators that are interested in our technology, but we are ourselves also system integrated. So mainly all of our projects that we have today, we are the project integrator at the same time. So yes, uh, there are some interested, but you know, it, it's like everything. They, they want to see a uh, a little bit more adoption, even if there's already before, you know, uh, taking the risk, we could say, with a, a new technology. Um, that it's understandable. So we understand also that for our customers that really need our technology because they have major pain points, but we, we need to be also the system integrators. And safety is so important in robotics and automation today. And how do you ensure your worker safety? Yeah, safety is more at the project integration level, okay? Um, the ROCAP itself has this feature, but they need to be used depending on the situation. So first of all, uh, we have 12 cables on our ROCAP. There are 12 cables are winded with 12 motors, but they also have 12 brakes. And our 12 brakes are an independent circuitry where you can cut off all the brakes while the robot is moving in. Uh, so at the end, you can put this brake over a security PLC that you know him has been integrated with the correct sensors, depending on the situation, to make it stop. 
So uh, if, if there's no power, the robot enables its brakes and automatically doesn't even uh, move, doesn't even lose its position. And, uh, you know, it, it, became, it becomes a chandelier. This is our way of having a really basic security. At the end, it depends on customer. Do we need some LIDARs and have a security that would look like an AGV? Or do we just need to close down the area in a certain way? People won't go under while it's performing some palletization on, or some scanning. So it, it depends. It's customer driven at that point. And where do you see the future for Arbot9 and for uh, Rocap? Yes, uh, a lot of things. Of course, I see big <laughs> still. Uh, we need to take all of this step by step. But in five years, I consider that the world, well, any kind of robotic integrator would be considering a cable robot for a long-range robotic project. So I hope in five years we'll already be there. And for our bot nine, I hope that we'll have the row cap. Maybe we'll have the mini row cap and the mega row cap, just, just examples like that, and also have uh, more patterns patterns uh, that we're working on right now. Well, that's very exciting. And uh, did we forget to talk about anything? Um, do you think that the audience knows correctly what's a cable robot? Because that's always the thing that we're tackling with. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that uh, people will kind of understand that a cable robot is like supported by cables and, and the end effector is quite, uh, the motors are all at the top, right? So the mass is uh, fairly low at the bottom, correct? Exactly. So, yeah, we can compare ourselves at this um, as the spider cam or the sky cam. The, the ones that we see in, st in stadiums, uh, we have seen also some in the Olympics. So these are four cable robots. The, the, we are different in a way in our approach. But with our 12, cables, 12 cables, we're able to support also rotations. And, and that's the big difference. So when you see the camera in the stadium, it is stabilized by a separate stabilization system, gyroscopes, uh, the gimbal. And uh, in our case, it is the cables that are stabilizing the, the middle. And so we're able to keep in all time a 0 0.1 degree coplanarity with the, the, the floor. And so we're really aiming industrial purpose. We're, we're not going into stadiums with the roll cap. We want to move stuff around. We want to be really precise. Uh, over operations, we we want to have safe areas for for the um, the workers. And so do the, the the job at their place. But you know, there's so much people missing. We, we'll pretty sure every industry will figure out what to do with that human that will not be at the end in the uh, um, the uh, unsecured environment. <laughs> so we we want to, we want to go there. And so we we leave the stadium to the SkyCam and the SpiderCam. Absolutely. And uh, how if people want to find out more about you or, or want to get a hold of you, what can they do? Oh, it's easy. Um, on LinkedIn, you can reach me, uh, Frederic Vachon. And uh, we have also our page on LinkedIn, uh, the Arbat9 page, but we also have our website. So a lot of information on the website. Uh, there's our contact also there, information. And uh, if you come by, uh, by Montreal, and you want to see a uh, live demonstration uh, of our ROCAP, it would be a pleasure and you know, show you an, um, our environment. We're in the airplane anger, so it's, it's really fun to, to see. 
Well, thank you very much for coming on today. And I'll put some of that information in our show notes as well. It was a pleasure to be there. Our sponsor for this episode is Earhart Automation Systems. Earhart builds and commissions turnkey solutions for their worldwide clients with over 80 years of precision manufacturing. They understand the complex world of robotics, automated manufacturing, and project management, delivering world-class custom automation on time and on budget. Contact one of their sales engineers to see what Earhart can build for you. And you can send them an email anytime at info at earhartautomation.com. And Earhart is spelled E-H-R-H-A-R-D-T. And I'd like to acknowledge A3, the Association for Advancing Automation. They are the leading automation trade association for robotics, vision and imaging, motion control and motors, and the industrial artificial intelligence technologies. Visit automate.org to learn more. And if you'd like to get in touch with us at the Robot Industry Podcast, you can find me, Jim Beretta, on LinkedIn. Today's podcast was produced by Customer Attraction Industrial Marketing, and I'd like to recognize Chris Gray for the music, Jeffrey Bremner for audio production, my business partner, Janet, and our sponsor, Earhart Automation Systems.